Hello and welcome to another episode of Words With Myself. We all have our strengths and our weaknesses, our blessings and our curses, and sometimes those are the same thing. The things that we go through that we deem as the most traumatic can sometimes end up leading to our biggest blessings, and the things that we think are best for us can end up as catastrophic failures. There is always this nature and nurture element to ourselves, as who we have developed to become, who we have learned to become, and who we were in our purest form when we came out, before we learned what the world wanted to teach us. Who were we then? Our personality then. They say that your personality develops over time, but anyone who has had infant children, you can see the characteristics from very early on. Like you can see the small differences in temperament that eventually become defining factors to someone's personality. Yet, of course, we develop over time, we learn things, and there is definitely this shaping of that natural form. Sort of like when you get a rock, and you can chip away at it, and eventually get down to the diamond or whatever precious stone is there, but it's still going to be a particular kind of precious stone. It might be a diamond or a ruby or an emerald. And you have to work your way down to what it truly is in its essence. And therefore, with humans, you get this element of, well, at our purest form, we don't have an ego. You know, the ego doesn't exist in the purest form. And ego is our identity. So these characteristics that shape our identity form far before we're born. Because you will see that even an infant that has gone through a traumatic pregnancy will be more prone to things like anxiety and depression. The environment that the child has when it's in the womb affects the child. So even before it can be exposed to the world, it still picks up on that from the energy of the mother. So it can be really difficult to ever truly pin down whether something is a part of, you know, there is this form of natural ego, this thing that we're born with, or it is social conditioning from even way back as like embryos but I'm sure anyone who speaks to their parents there will be something about them that they will say you've always been that way I know that my mum has often said about certain personality traits or things that I have these quirks these little different nuances in identity that I've always been like that and one of the things that has been a blessing in my life, is that I have always seen things as possible. As a kid, I would never be told what was and wasn't possible, or what I could and couldn't do. I've just always thought that if I tried, or if I worked hard enough, or if I was smart enough, or something, then I could make anything happen. Yet, as I grew up, I then developed out of this state of mind, because it would often get treated as arrogance or people would think that I was stupid or silly for believing in myself and believing that I could do anything. And over time, people taught me doubt, what doubt was and why I should doubt myself and all these reasons and all of the ways that something can go wrong and why you need to be so careful and particular and not make mistakes. Because of course, there are risks and even people genuinely concerned for your safety will talk you out of doing things even if they know you could do them, because you may hurt yourself. For instance, like, as a young kid, I would climb on everything, up buildings, I would never think about it, I would just do it. And yet, 
people would be obviously very concerned for my safety. So they taught me that I should be scared of heights. I should be scared of doing things like that because I could possibly get hurt. And even that genuine act of caring taught me to not be so certain of myself because they were thinking about all of these possible variations and variables and I was thinking I want to climb this thing and I think all kids are like this they all are unaware of their own limitations and this isn't something unique to myself but this coupled with my initiative and my drive to do things on my own and teach myself how to do something so that I could go and figure it out and just being that way inclined rather than waiting to be taught something or waiting to learn something I would always go and discover it for myself and that was my preferred method of learning things is through discovery and play. This meant that I was much more inclined to, to give everything a go, to try anything and where other kids may have thought oh I might not be good at this or I might look silly I just thought, oh, I'll give it a go. I'll just try my best and I'll learn how to do it. And that was just my way of thinking. I just kind of threw myself in and saw what I was capable of. And that was my method of doing everything. Still to this day, it remains my method of doing things. I'm more open to trying new things. And of course, as I age, I am becoming more selective about what I expose myself to and more about how I spend my time rather than what I do. But I still have that very experimental that learn by doing kind of mentality and nowadays I can actually happily say that I have regained some of that confidence and that knowing that I can achieve anything that I put my mind to and I've slowly developed that back into my mindset and my mentality over time. I viewed that as something that I lost that was very precious to me and that that is something that makes me who I am. Yeah, I still went through this process of being, then learning, then unlearning, and then being again. So I had to go through that process of conditioning myself as if I never was like that. And it would be reasonable to say that, well, because I was like that to begin with, it was easier to get back to that. And that may somewhat be true, I don't know, but it felt like learning it from the beginning. Because I did lose all of my confidence and all of that ability to believe in myself. And it very much felt like I was learning it for the first time, even though I was initially like that. Maybe I was like that as a child, but to learn that as an adult is something entirely different. We all go through that stage of being carefree children and then being adults, but to introduce that carefree style into an adult self, especially seeing as I'm someone who feels like I've died many times through my lifetime and that I'm a completely different person to the, even the person I was a month ago, let alone years ago. So it very much did feel like introducing a new concept to myself, even though historically that may have been the case. So what I have learned is that even though you may have some natural proclivities to something, even though you may have some strengths and some weaknesses, with conditioning and with conscious effort you can shape yourself into whatever you want to be and that we as humans are far more malleable than we think we are a lot of people believe that they are stuck as this person this identity they have a set of experience and they believe that it has shaped them into something that is irrevocable 
that will never change, that, that this has happened to them and now they are stuck as the way they are. And that may be even something as simple as they are no good at drawing or they're no good at sports. And that that's an identity. You know, that's they're stuck as not being good at sports. It may be that they didn't have you know, natural gifts at it and that they have to learn and play a lot more sports and introduce that into their life and go through the pain and suffering of learning hand-eye coordination and balance and all of this stuff in order to eventually be good at something. But they believe that their fixed character is unable to play sports. And for me, that is actually quite a baffling concept because even though I had moments where I doubted myself and didn't believe in myself, I've always thought that things were possible. You know, if I wanted to, if I really put my mind to it, that I could do something, that I could make it happen. So even if it was like drawing, like I have no real natural talent for drawing, but I spent some time going over drawing and doing drawing classes and looking at YouTube videos, and I'm not the best drawer in the world, but I am far improved from what I would have been had I not put the effort in to be better. And just as so that if you were born as not very assertive, that doesn't mean you can't do assertiveness training and learn how to become assertive and practice it daily in order to learn how to become an assertive person. And it will be uncomfortable. It will feel like you're doing something, you know, you're going against the grain of your own life. But if you want to change, change is always going to be uncomfortable because it's not what you are used to. But you can become whatever you want to be with conscious effort. I'm not saying that it's going to be easy, but what I am saying is that if there is something you have always wanted to change or get back or you feel that you're fixed, if there's a hobby that you wanted or you've always had a particular temperament, or whatever it is, if you truly want to change it, you are able to. That doesn't mean that you should. That doesn't mean that it is what is best. But you are able to. If you change the narrative that you tell yourself, when you're telling yourself, I can't do that because of X, or I'm not that person, so I can't do this, if you start rephrasing that to be, I am this person, not I will be this person, but I am this person, sooner or later, the internal confirmation bias will look for reasons to confirm why this is true. Because you keep telling yourself this, therefore it must be true. And with time and effort, you can begin to mould yourself into the person that you want to be. And if you are getting frustrated with yourself because you keep reenacting the same patterns or you keep doing the same thing and you feel like you're stuck as the person that you are, once you become aware of it, you need to understand what it is that you would like to change, what you would like to change it to, and then work out what stands in your way from being able to change it. If it is something that is impossible to change, then you must learn to accept it. But if not, if it's not impossible, and I really mean impossible because you would be surprised what is possible just by the willing of the mind. 
but there are some hard facts of life and some cards that you have been dealt that you must come to terms with and they are the rules of your experience and what makes your particular experience unique to you. But if the only thing standing in the way of change is yourself because you are scared to change or you don't believe that you're capable of, then you must begin to change your narrative. You must begin to change what you tell yourself is possible for you and what you are capable of. You are stronger, smarter, and more brilliant than you could ever imagine. And if you allow yourself to tap into that, that infinite potential, you can make incredible things happen. And you would be surprised just by an introduction of a change of motive or a strong enough reason why what you could achieve. Because if you truly had to, you would. So all you have to do is tell yourself that you truly have to and that you are currently and that will begin to develop into real change. When you believe that that is what you must do and that that is what you are doing and you are moving towards that because you want it, you need it and you will make it happen. You can move mountains with that kind of mindset. And it all starts with a little bit of self-belief. So believe in yourself and know that anything you believe is possible, is possible. Thank you for listening.